150% rise in the Chinese government's persecution of Christians in just one year. We don't carry arms. We will not carry arms. We don't teach carrying arms. But we can call on God. Our God is bigger than human ammunition. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to The Fifth Seal, Episode 12. I'm your host, Norm, the Master's Dog Dunham, a.k.a. The Evangelical Norm. The Fifth Seal is a podcast to bring awareness and prayer to our brothers and sisters around the world who are persecuted because of their faith in Jesus Christ. Every year, I count down the top 50 countries on Open Doors USA's World Watch List. From January to October, twice a month, I count down from 50 to 31, then throughout the month of November which I dubbed to be Persecuted Church Awareness Month about 11, 10, 11 years ago. I count down the countries from 30 to number one. It is a countdown, which is why the episode numbers go backwards. You're not crazy. Yesterday was episode 13. Today is 12. Tomorrow will be 11. And so on to the end of the month when we get to country number one, which is the worst country in the world for Christians to live in based upon the persecution they endure because of their faith in Jesus Christ. So there's a little background on the podcast for anybody who's new. All that being said, it is Friday, November 19th, and this is our update on the persecuted church around the world. This from persecution.org. On November 14th, a house church in southern India was attacked by a mob of radical Hindu nationalists. Congregants were hit with stones and chairs as the radicals attempted to break through the police called to the scene to protect the church. According to Pastor John, leader of Mercy Divine Church in Bangalore, 35 police personnel arrived at the church at 7 a.m. on November 14th because they received reports that radical Hindu nationalists were going to attack. Under police protection, Pastor John started the worship service at 10 a.m. as normal. At around 11 a.m., a mob of 50 radical Hindu nationalists belonging to the Hindu Jagarana Vidike group approached the church but were kept outside by police. Members of the mob, led by two men named Rajana and Manjunatha Reddy, threw stones and chairs at members of the church. For nearly an hour, the mob remained outside the church, shouting anti-Christian slogans and pelting the church with stones. During the ruckus, several members of the mob snuck into the church and stole the church's speakers. The mob also damaged a car parked outside that was owned by one of the members of the church. Quote, this is not new to me, unquote, Pastor John told International Christian Concern. Quote, in the last 11 years, we have faced opposition at least 20 times. At one point, I was beaten unconscious. The attackers thought I was dead, so they threw me on the roadside. By the grace of God, I am alive and continue to serve him, unquote. Pastor John leads a congregation of approximately 120 members in a temporary worship hall. He reports this location has been threatened several times, but local Christians have remained strong in their faith. A first information report was registered against eight members of the mob, including Rajana and Manjunatha Reddy. Whether the mob will be held accountable for their attack on Mercy Divine Church is yet to be seen. Attacks on Christians and their places of worship in Karnataka, the state where Bangalore is located, have dramatically increased in recent months. Leaders in the state government have declared their intention to enact an anti-conversion law, and this has encouraged anti-Christian actions by radical Hindu nationalists residing in the state. So again, I 
tend to call them fundamentalist Hindu, not just radical, because these are people that are following the fundamentals of their faith. Most people think of Hindus as peaceful people, but we can see over and over the way that Christians are attacked in India that they are not. They can be just as violent as Islamic uh, fundamentalists and any other uh, group that is opposed to the gospel of Christ. And so continue to pray for our brothers there in Bangalore, Pastor John and his congregation, that they will be able to continue to worship there. And that brings us to our World Watch List country for today, which is number 12, Syria. So some facts about Syria. The region is the Middle East. The persecution type is Islamic oppression. The main religion is Islam. The persecution level is extreme. The population of Syria is 18,924,000, of which about 677,000 are Christian. So roughly 2% of the population. The government is a presidential republic, and the leader is President Bashar al-Assad. So what is persecution like in Syria? What is life like for Christians? Syria's continuing civil war has made the country a breeding ground for the persecution of Christians. The unrest, which was beginning to lessen, has been exacerbated by the economic crisis caused by COVID-19. Many Christians are still internally displaced or are refugees in other countries as a result of over a decade of war and rising Islamic extremism. In northern Syria, invasion by Turkish forces in late 2019 caused greater instability and seems to have been used by some Islamic extremists as a cover for opportunities to target Christians. In areas controlled by Islamic extremist groups, public expressions of Christianity are banned and most churches have been seized or destroyed. In government-controlled areas, this threat is less, but there are still abductions of young Christians and Islamic dissidents, including ISIS militants, are still active. Christians from a Muslim background are vulnerable to pressure from their families and communities who perceive conversion from Islam as bringing dishonor. Christians in Syria are allowed to meet for worship and com- worship and community, though this has been restricted during measures to decrease the spread of COVID-19. Throughout the pandemic, Christian ministers and other religious leaders <clears throat> have been exempt from restrictions on travel and are able to meet with believers. While Christianity is not banned by the government, there are laws that contravene certain rights. For example, a Muslim woman may not marry a Christian man, and a Christian divorcee has no custody rights for their children. Christians from a Muslim background are particularly vulnerable to attack by Islamic militants or by members of their own family. Sometimes these families even request that local officials covertly monitor Christian converts. Persecution remains extreme in public and private life for Christians in Syria, though there is a slight trend toward lessening pressure for Christians. This reflects the the shrinking of territory held by Islamic extremist groups. COVID-19 has exacerbated many existing vulnerabilities in the past year. Public pressure on Christians continues to increase, although Christians face slightly less pressure from their families and communities. There were slightly fewer reports of violence following a trend from the past couple years, though threats of attack, abduction, and forced marriage remain constant. Christians are particularly under pressure in the last bastion of Islamic militant control in Idlib province in the northwest in the Hasaka province in the northeast, where the Islamic State group, Turkey forces, or opposition groups supported by Turkey have continued to attack civilian and church targets. 
Christians from a Muslim background are vulnerable to various forms of violent and nonviolent persecution across the country, but they are particularly vulnerable in the Northwest and the Northeast. Ways that we can pray for Syria. Pray for Syrian Christians to be able to return to their homes, families, communities, and livelihoods, and for God's continued restoration for those who have already returned. Pray for Syrian believers to be a light of hope in Syria, providing comfort and wisdom to those who are suffering from trauma or from lack of food and resources. Pray for the word of God to saturate the land of Syria and that people will find new joy, strength, and hope when meditating upon it. Let's pray. Father, thank you again for this time we have to come together to lift up our brothers and sisters around the world who are persecuted because of their faith in you. Lord, we thank you that you have provided for us this social media platform through Facebook, through YouTube, um, and through other uh, audio podcast sites that we can come together across vast distances and even across the span of time, Lord, as many people will listen to this later or watch this video later today or even days from now, but yet still join their voices with ours as we lift up our brothers and sisters around the world. Father, we pray for Pastor John and his congregation there in Bangalore, Lord. We pray that that you would uh, bring justice to this mob that attacked the church recently this last week, that you would continue to protect them and their ability to worship you in this place, that the the police would actually take action against those who, who attacked this church, and that we would see justice happen, that people would be um, incarcerated or fined or Anything that can be done to quell the violence against the believers there in Bangalore. And we pray, Lord, that they would continue to be bold to proclaim the gospel, um, to preach your word, and that you would use that to draw people to repentance and faith in that area. Lord, we pray for our brothers and sisters in Syria. We pray that those who have been displaced from their homes would be able to return, whether it's from out of the country or within the country, Lord. We pray that they would be able to come home to their families and their communities, the jobs that they had there, and that you would continue to restore these things to those who have already returned, Lord, that they would have fellowship and community there. We pray for the believers that they would be, um, that they would be your hands and your feet, Lord, that they would be uh, those who, that as they are saved, that they would do the good works that you call them to do. God, that they would bless those around them, that they would help to provide for the needs of others, and in doing so also, Lord, that they would boldly proclaim the gospel, because it, it does no good to, for us to, to, to feed somebody and not share with them your, your truth and your gospel, Lord, and to watch them walk away to the kingdom of hell with a full belly, but nothing uh, of the gospel to be given. So we pray that, that you would raise up evangelists as well as, as those who have the gifts of mercy, in these areas that they would be uh, lights, city, a, a city set on a hill, that they would be that, that light that lights up the room, Lord, and not have their light hidden under a bushel. Father, we, we also pray that your word would saturate this country, that the proclamation of the gospel would go far and wide, even in the face of oppression, even in the face of persecution, that members of, of churches there that follow after you, your believers, your children that have, have come to know you through repentance and faith would proclaim that gospel. And again, God, that even in the face of persecution and that in the face of persecution, that would be something that would draw people to repentance, Lord, that they would see them willing to endure attacks and, and violence and incarceration, but yet still willing to preach your gospel so that, that those around would know there is something 
that this is not a, a your best life now gospel, but this is a reconciling to the Father forgiveness of sins gospel that goes far beyond uh, circumstances to the core of, of what each of these people needs, and that's forgiveness of their sins. And so we pray for that boldness. We pray that your Holy Spirit would move, draw people to yourself, and that in all of this, God, that you would be glorified because it is for your glory and in your name that we pray, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you all again for taking some time out of your day to watch this video, to pray with me for your brothers and sisters around the world who are persecuted because of their faith in Christ. If you know anybody, we've got 11 days left in the month, 11 more episodes of the fifth seal for this year, the uh, reporting of the 2021 World Watch List. Um, if you know anyone who would be willing to join us for the next 11 days, invite them to come to the Fifth Seal page on Facebook, or they can go to the Evangelical Norm channel on YouTube. Hit the subscribe, hit the notification, get all the stuff I, uh, all the content that I put out over there. I've got a bunch of other episodes of different podcasts coming out this weekend, so stay tuned for that. If they don't have time to sit down and watch a 15-minute video, they can grab the audio podcast anywhere where they get those things. Amazon, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, whatever platform you get your audio podcast from, you can find the Fifth Seal podcast in audio form. Download the MP3, put it in your headphones, take it with you, and yet still be able to be aware of what's going on around the world and pray for our brothers and sisters who are persecuted because of their faith in Christ. Again, thank you guys so much for being part of this. As always, preach the gospel at all times. Use words. They're necessary. And until tomorrow, Soli Deo Gloria.